What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Side Dish Podcast, where we dish it out with Boston's brightest culinary minds. It's your host, Brittany, here with my sister, Caitlin, my co-host. Hey, everyone. And today for episode 13, we've got an awesome episode per huge. Kate's going to do her wine tip. I'm going to talk about a new restaurant opening. And then we're interviewing a very dear friend of both of ours, Gloria Chin, who is the founder of Double Chin Boston in Chinatown and Bao Bao Bakery. So Gloria, um, you know, brought some new, fresh, innovative restaurant concepts to Chinatown at a very young age and has really just done a lot and is a badass, powerful woman. We love her and we're excited to chat with her and learn about kind of how she got started. So first off, Kate, I also I have no voice today, people, because I was like, you went to a like a wedding and a welcome reception and stayed out till 2 a.m. last weekend. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, I'm still not well from that. Shout out George and Casey. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm very raspy today, so bear with me. Um, last night, I went back to my favorite place, Contessa, that I talk about all the time. It's so funny because a lot of you, I got a, a few DMs being like, do you have any advice on how to get in? So yes. So I want to like start off by just saying I do have advice on how to get into Contessa. So rumor has it that it's booked out till like September, October. And it is. So the first time I went was like through Boston Food Journal. It was a it was a press preview. So that's like how I got in there. But this time I went out with my friend Gina Marie last night and she was like, I want to try Contessa. They have an, a 930 res. Do you want to do that? And I was like, no, I don't want to eat it, you know, 930 or start start my Wednesday at 930. So she was like, I heard that if we get there right when it opens at five, you'll get a seat at the bar. Now we got there at like 10 after five and there were literally only two spots left at the bar. So like, oh if God. you guys want it, I know it's, it's crazy. The bar is actually really tiny too, which is shocking to me a little bit. But if you want to go get there at like 450 and just stand outside and get a seat at the bar, you could stay at the bar all night. It's a full service menu. So just get there early at five o'clock or a little bit before and just, you know, hunt down those bar seats. Otherwise, I think you're going to be waiting until, you know, September, October. So that is yeah. my reco. It's worth it. It's cool. It's a fun vibe. Um, I think the views are pretty awesome. So just for that reason alone, it's definitely worth checking out. Very cool. That's a good, and that's the tip, not the tip that we're going to be doing at the end, but that's an extra tip extra for everybody tip today. Because I'm feeling nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice which is a rarity so yeah so that's my scoop kate what's going on in your life anything um no not much i had another good weekend in providence this past weekend where i went to the beach which it's been nice. the rainiest july on record I know. so that's I know. pretty great whenever you get good. the opportunity to do that and mm -hmm. yeah did some wedding planning stuff and actually this weekend i I'm inspired by the restaurant we went to yet again. And I think I actually might've talked about the same restaurant last week mm -hmm. um, for my wine tip. Mm -hmm. Segway alert. Segway um, alert, wine tip. No. <laughs> no, but we went, cause the friends that we had up um, also really enjoy good food. Um, Annie and Dave, they listened to their, this podcast all the way up from the, on their drive from New Jersey. So Appreciate you. And uh, we went to Bayberry Garden in Providence again, which I, again, I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but we went there last week, um, to a couple weeks ago, earlier this month, and then went back there with them. Mm -hmm. And we tried another really cool wine. The first time we had the Clar wine, 2019. Mm -hmm. And this one, we had a Spanish rosé called the Amas Toy. 
A-M-E-Z-T-O-I, Ruventus Rosé, 2020. It is very cool. So it's like a pinkish orange color almost. And I I think I've talked about orange wine on the podcast before. I don't know that I've featured an orange wine, but I've talked about it. So this is kind of like in between an orange wine and a rose and like a true rosé. And you're going to get a lot of cherry and red berry flavors, like wild strawberries, juicy watermelon, citrus peel flavors. And I wouldn't call it, it's not a bubbly rosé per se, but it definitely has some like lighter carbonation, which makes it kind of like really, really cool. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah. You would, I think you would have liked it. It's yeah. all, it goes well with all kinds of fish, raw bar, and then, or like a white meat, like a chicken or a turkey um, with like kind of umami flavors, rice, vegetables, mm-hmm. soy, that sort of stuff. So it goes really, really well with that. Sounds and good. Where, where to find it? I found it on wine.com. It's only 23 bucks, uh, probably a bit more if you can find it in restaurants, but it's actually got a pretty reasonable price point. Um, and yeah, that's my that's my recommendation of the week. Sounds and good, Kate. I'm just trying to give everyone some unique stuff to think about and you know, just expand yeah. your wine horizons. So everyone Love it. keep keep looking for those unique wines because you won't be disappointed and um Very good, good, Kate. For, good for the summer. Love it. Very cool. All right. Well, now we welcome Gloria Chin to our podcast. Again, Gloria is the founder of Double Chin in Boston's Chinatown and Bao Bao Bakery in Chinatown as well. Gloria, it's so good to chat with you. It's been way too long. Thank you so much for joining our pod. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. So tell us a bit more about your background, your restaurants, and how you got into the industry. I know you have a really um, cool story, and that restaurant restauranting has been in your family. So tell us a little bit about that and how your restaurants came to be. Um, so my family has always been involved in um, the food scene in Boston for many decades now. So I kind of grew up in an environment where like my parents were always talking about like the price of whatever butter and bacon, yeah. et cetera. Um, and uh, so, so that was like literally my entire childhood growing up. They have they started multiple restaurants in Chinatown over the years. Um, they even had a grocery store. Um, and the one that I, I guess I was the most part that that I played a bigger role of or remember more, um, would be the bakery. Uh, I was in, I think like eighth grade when we were getting that open. And, um, when Bao Bao first opened, I think it was like in 2005, the, the bakery scene in Chinatown, all of them were kind of like the same, very traditional old school. Mm -hmm. Um, so we were the first, like modern um modern asian like bakery to open um and i really liked that we brought fresh blood into uh-huh. like that landscape right um and i think that that played a big role in like how double chin came to be um just like even though there's so many chinese restaurants in chinatown we like found a our own niche where we can like do something that like embodied our identities better. Um, my sister and I were both born in Boston, um, but we grew up in a pretty traditional Chinese household. So it was cool to like have a business um, in that like embodied our identities. Um, and 
it was a fun way to like, um, be creative, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Be creative and honor your traditions, but also like do put your own spin on it and yes, be kind yes, of exactly. super fun. Yeah. Right. And, um, uh, so like when we opened double chin, um, that was also when the bakery at our old spot, Belize was up. Um, so we relocated the bakery to its current location, which is attached to double chin physically. Yep. Uh, and when we moved, we also rebranded it again. Um, so now it matches the double chin identity even more. Like it's a little more, um, even more fusiony, I guess, <laughs> like a better word, even more modern. Yeah. Um, and it's been really fun incorporating a lot of like newer, like more trendy ideas um, onto our menu. Uh, it keeps things like fresh and exciting. I feel like the typical like Chinese um, restaurant or bakery, they just have like their traditional items um, and they're just making the same things over and over again. Uh, but I really like incorporating like new flavors or like um, just making things more fun, I guess. <laughs> you do a yeah. Very good that. And um, we know, we I think we know the story behind the name Double Chin and um, and all that, but, but tell our listeners because it's really cute. And yeah. I guess you still work with your sister now, or I mean, obviously Britt and I do stuff together now. So we love the sister to sister connection. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the age gap between you guys? Three years. Two and a half, two and a half. I say three, <laughs> but two and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. My sister and I are actually uh, three years and one day apart. Oh, that's <laughs> my birthday is like one day after mine. Um, so we started Double Chin together um, back in 2016. We just celebrated our five year recently. And um, when we started it, I think she was still in college. Um, mm. And then she helped, she graduated and then came home um, to Boston to help like run it for a bit. And then, um, that's when I moved to Bali. Um, so while I was gone, wow. she was like helping run the day-to-day -day stuff for like two years. And then when I moved back from Bali, um, I took over like full-time, um, and she's pretty out of the picture now. Yeah. She's in medical school. Oh, um, wow. Yep. That'll do it. Yep. <laughs> oh, sorry. To answer your question. Um, my sister and I, our last name is Chin. So that's where we got the name double Chin. That's so <laughs> and, cute. When, so I first, when I first thought of the name, I was like, not like when we're still planning the restaurant, I was like, not very like sure if it'd be a good name. Cause like, it sounds kind of weird. And like, I don't want people to think that they're going to come here and like, get like very big, bad. <laughs> even though like it isn't the healthiest food ever. Um, I just didn't know if it'd be a tacky name, but like now looking back, like, I feel like stupid that I even like second guessed it for name. a second. No, yeah. I love like, it. Once people hear the story, they're never gonna forget the name. Exactly. Yeah. Even you know, if they try. I'm like that anyway, but it's like, it's like has the hidden meaning, which I like. Yeah. yeah. It means like different things, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we're all about the puns, like our whole menu oh, yeah. is very, very punny names. Yes. Love that. Um, Gloria, I, it's kind of funny, Caitlin and I were reminiscing. And I think one of the very first places I went to when I first started Boston Food Journal was Double Chin. And I took Caitlin and you were there and you were so nice to us and so accommodating. And I was like, this is so cool. And <laughs> that was when Brittany you know, knew she made it as an influencer. I, yeah. We got <laughs> it. <laughs> I've been back to Double Chin a bunch of times. Caitlin hasn't. And she was saying, I'll never forget the cube toast dessert. Um, so you have really yes. cool items on your menu. Like you were saying earlier, you kind of, you know, you, you know, you 
you, you put a unique spin, but you also put a unique spin on them. So, um, tell us about some of those unique dishes and like where you draw the, the inspiration from for those. Um, so like when I, when I decided I would get into the restaurant industry, I knew that like, I, I knew that the landscape and like the food scene was different from when my parents entered it mm. and that, um, like vis- the visuals of like a food dish, the presentation like mattered so much more than before. Um, as we enter like a digital era, we're eating with our eyes first, <laughs> uh-huh. with our phones first. Um, yep. so I knew that I really wanted to incorporate like very Insta worthy foods, um, into our menu, like obviously things that tasted great, but also looked great. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, that was a really big part of our menu design, um, menu creation. And like, we even have a little camera icon in our like menu legend that indicates that something is Insta worthy. Um, Oh, wow. That's (laughs) we, I came up with the idea like way before the restaurant even like had a name. (laughs) I was like, I know I need to have that. Um, just because like throughout college, I was like really into taking pictures of food anyway. Um, so for the cube toast specifically, um, one of the main sources of inspiration for that was, because of uh, our bakery, I love, love, love the bread that we have there. So I wanted to have dishes um, at Double Chin that really showcase um, and highlight things from the bakery. The bakery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, the the cube toast dessert is like, it also has like that wow factor, which is something that like I wanted um, to, that I really wanted for our menu. Like I wanted Double Chin to be known as like the cube toast spot kind of, or like we wanted yeah. something that like would become our signature. Um, and so, um, for the cube toast dessert, we use like half a loaf of, um, brioche bread, and then we chop it up into bite-sized pieces, um, thrown into a French toast batter. We reassemble everything. There's pocky condensed milk, mm-hmm. fruit, ice cereal, cream, right? Ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The whole nine yards. Uh, we wanted oh, something right. that like, even though it's like really big, we wanted like every single bite to be different kind of because there's mm-hmm. like like the bright like fresh flavors from fruit and then there's like the creamy flavors um and then even like the textures like the cereal adds a nice crunch um definitely and then also the temperatures like the the ice cream and the toast itself is like a huge contrast hot and cold kind of i'm like yeah. thinking about this right yeah now. <laughs> very delicious right now <laughs> Yeah, and I guess we've been asking all of our guests this, but tell us a little bit about your experience in the pandemic. I know many businesses kind of reinvented themselves or mm-hmm. pivoted to different things. I mean, what was your experience? And and hopefully now we're on the tail end of all that. So it's coming to an end, but yeah. <laughs> um, well, first and foremost, we're so, so, so grateful that we survived um, mm-hmm. the pandemic. I like I'm just, I don't even have words. Like it was a very, very scary time. Um, but on the bright side, it was also like kind of like a fun challenge. Um, cause it forced you to pivot and like think of revenue streams, mm-hmm. um, it, in ways that like you wouldn't have before. Um, and like, we were really lucky that we had a strong online presence to begin with. Um, so like the transition, wasn't as big for us into like the takeout only, uh, model because, um, we already were doing a lot of volume through yeah. like our delivery takeout. partners. Mm-hmm. Very, very fortunate. Um, and then we did like some 
so like we have like a Capri fun cocktail that um, mm. we do. And so we did like cocktail kits um, for people to make at home. Um, so that was like a fun thing. And then we also did like the uh, family like bundle meals where people could like do, mix and match and like save money doing takeout that way. Um, and then we also are in the process of developing our own um, sauces, actually. Oh, uh, nice. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I feel like I remember you saying that to me, that that was like in the works. You know, they've always kind of had that dream to do that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I feel like um, that was something that I thought about before. But like now, because of the pandemic, it made me realize that like I don't it's like really scary that like our revenue, like the majority of it um, comes from like a physical storefront. Like having, like if I were to go retail and sell sauces, um, it's like a more like um, pandemic proof street. Yeah. Right. Right. Because everyone needs sauces and hot sauce and all that stuff that they would want. It makes sense for like a city like Boston where there's so many college students. So like if people come to school here and they fall in love with our dishes and then they go home to whatever, California, um, they can't have it anymore, but they could still order our sauces. Yeah. That's so true. I love Double chin sauces. (laughs) (laughs) Name pending. Yeah. Is that what you'll name them or? No. Yeah. Yeah, Name pending. Yeah. (laughs) Now, um, if you could just let our listeners know where to find you on Instagram, I know, so you have obviously two Instagram accounts for Double Chin and The Bakery, but you also have your own, you're an influencer yourself. So maybe you could tell our followers where they can find you and then talk a little bit about how you're an influencer yourself and, you know, owning a restaurant. How do you like to do both? Um, What's that like? Is there a crossover? Um, What is that like for you? Um, so I started like a food account. Well, it wasn't a food account. It was my personal Instagram that was all food. <laughs> so it just like the evolution like made sense. Yeah. Um, and I started that back in college. I have like, I think I have like close to 7,000 posts just because wow. like I was so into it, like way before right. it even was a thing. Right. Um, and um, I feel like having the knowledge and the know-how of how Instagram works like so early on was really, really beneficial. Um, because in the very beginning, like not that many restaurants were on Instagram. Um, so I feel like we, that was like a really strong advantage for us, um, having like that background and also just being on like marketing costs, not needing to like outsource that. Um, it's something that I really, really enjoy doing like for fun, creating content. Um, Oh yeah. So the bakery account is, um, Babao bakery and for double chin, it's double chin BOS short for Boston because double chin was taken obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, my food account is princess Gloria feast. (laughs) Love it. And do you, um, I mean, we know the answer, but for your listeners, do you cross promote if there's a special at double chin, do you post it on your food blog and, you know, vice versa? Yeah, I always love putting like the more like raw footage, I guess, on my own account. Um, Stuff that's like that shows more of like my personality and and, Mm -hmm. like more of the behind the scenes. Um, And then for like the main accounts, like for the Double Chin and Bow Baker accounts, we try to do um, more like professional, like final Mm -hmm. products kind of things. So I'm going to go relocate my dog. (laughs) (laughs) dog No worries. Instagram too. My dog barks all the time on. Our interviews. Yeah, so funny. 
The dog wants to be with you, Gloria. Yeah, she's <laughs> right. Oh, hi, baby. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Oh, no worries. When you're uh, not at one of your restaurants, so where where do you like to go? I know you're usually at the influencer events, influencer events with brands. What are some of your favorite <laughs> restaurants and food spots? Um, I love Mai Tai Vegan. It's like a hidden I've never gem. been there. Oh, I've never been there yeah. either. It's like you would never know that a restaurant was there unless like someone told you, um, because it's like on the second floor. It's oh. um, on Beach Street, so it's kind of near the Egg Puff Lady. Okay, I mean, Chinatown yeah. is all so small anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really, really great Thai food and That's like fun. everything is vegan. Ooh. Wow, my Thai vegan. Yeah. You're your favorite egg puff lady, Britt. You love the egg puff lady. I love her. <laughs> like, I like literally favorite. grew up going to that lady like That's my whole amazing. life. <laughs> She's yes. been there like that long. Wow. Yes, yes. The same um, lady. Incredible. It, and it's nuts because like it used to be like under two dollars. So like now I feel so old because <laughs> the prices are yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah. She's also, you know, I feel like more people know about her. So she's probably like, okay, I can raise my prices a little bit, even though it's still like such a cheap eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Still you up. <clears throat> yeah. Well, um, I mean, even like the oh, sorry, good. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, like, even like uh bond me's like growing up, they were like a dollar fifty. Yeah, yeah. Like, now they're like so much more just it's just like right. it's just like natural inflation, but it makes you feel old. And the uh, food is so good. So yeah, they like, can yeah, there you go, demand. So good. <laughs> now, what's next for you, Gloria? You've talked a little bit about it. You're doing sauces, um, you know, more stuff with the bakery, but is there anything else you haven't mentioned that you'd like our listeners to know? Um, we're really trying to get into the, um, shipping business for cakes, um, because we've been getting so much, uh, so many, so many inquiries from people, um, around the country asking us to ship cakes. So that's something we really, that's awesome. Um, especially like our crepe cakes. I feel like those would ship pretty well. Uh, So good. Like that would be much easier to ship than compared to like, oh my God, she's like literally holding my hand. Oh, <laughs> so puppy dog. So um, that would be like much easier to ship than like a custom cake that has like all the things on the top. Um, because like with crepe cakes, like they, they, we freeze them anyway. They hold well in the freezer. So I feel like that'd be fun. Yep. <laughs> That's great. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and everyone that follows me, be on the lookout for a collab coming soon. I'm oh. so the bakery and Boston Food Journal. So I didn't know this. Yeah, this fun is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners, Gloria? So we've got your handles. We'll link them there. Um, definitely check out Double Chin and the bakery if you're in Chinatown. And are you still open super late now that like nightclubs are back open? We are. Yeah. Um, even during the pandemic, we were open till like three on the weekends um, because people are still getting drunk and whatnot. Right. They're just not a club. <laughs> even in their house. Even in their yeah. house. They still yeah. needed food. Yeah. 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 That's um, a good pro tip. They're open till 3 a.m. Oh, no, we're actually yeah. open till four now because the four. Oh my open. gosh. Yeah. So Fridays and Saturdays, 4 a.m. Amazing. I feel like that's such a like, good piece of knowledge because people always want to know where they can eat when they're drunk. So it's like, <laughs> and there aren't that many nice. spots. There aren't nice that many. Food. No, there's not. <laughs> and we even do delivery up until then too. Wow. That is cool. <laughs> That's so um, niche. I feel like no one does that. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I love that part of our business. Um, Cause I'm like very involved with like the nightlife scene right. here. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it just works out so well. Yeah, I think that's also you just like paving the way of something new and fresh 
in an area that's, you know, might not be as fresh and different. So it's like, you're really like innovating by doing that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much. It was great. Yeah, thank you, Gloria. It's so and funny chat. since we first went to double chin as sisters to like do BFJ yeah. stuff. So now it's and here we are again. So funny. funny. I know. Because we do have oh, a collab coming, yeah. coming soon. So leaving everyone on a cliffhanger there, but Bow Bow <laughs> Bakery, Boston Food Journal collab in the works. I love it. Yes. Sounds yeah. amazing. Well, thank you so much, Gloria. It was so good chatting with you and thanks for um, being on our podcast. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. much for having me. Yeah. And I'll talk to you this week. Yes, sounds good. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. For my BFJ scoop, I want to talk about a new restaurant that opened. So some of you might know that the Langham just reopened after um, having some renovations done. And um, they actually um, just launched a new restaurant and they have another restaurant coming soon. I won't spill the deets on that one yet because it's not open yet, but it's gonna be an Italian concept. But the restaurant that they um, recently opened is called The Fed, and it's a new cocktail pub that opened cool. on July. Yeah, that opened, and it looks so cool in there. Um, it's opened on July 12th. So I haven't been yet, but I am going in the next couple of weeks. Um, it's got, you know, very dark vibe, dark timber floors, hand-tuffed rugs, shelves. There's a lot of local history and banking books in there. It's reminiscent of a 1920s private cocktail lounge. And it wow. kind of, yeah, I feel like you would like this, Kate. And totally um, it kind of has its inception from the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston. So it's a mix of classic cocktail bars and kind of like a relaxed European tavern. So it's got a really, really cool decor. I don't know if you guys have seen it on Instagram, but follow me, make sure you're looking for it because I am going in the next couple of weeks. Um, but they have a pretty robust menu of handcrafted signature cocktails, pints. They have classic bar snacks, shareable plates, some locally inspired dishes. So it's a really good spot for like after work cocktails or small gatherings and, you know, more casual celebrations. Mm. Um, they also are going to have some offerings from local vendors like Cambridge Brewing Company Beer, Bully Boy Gin, which they have kind of always worked with. I've always had Bully Boy Gin at the Langham, which I love, um, Knob Creek Bourbon. And they also have a vault where there's a locked up collection of 12 unique and hard to find spirits, including Rabbit Hole Founders Collection, Mizunara, and the McAllen M. So I don't even know what those are, but they're just really, really good, like bourbons. And have you heard of those? Yeah. Yeah. So they'll have well, McAllen. Everyone knows McAllen. McAllen. Yeah. Hopefully I said that right, McAllen. Um, but they'll have a vault with some of these like really elite um, spirits as well. So very cool vibes in there. I am excited to go check it out. Like I said, they also have a new Italian concept that's going to be opening soon. There was a little bit of a delay there, but it's going to be opening, um, I think in August, but I'll report back on that as well. But if you haven't checked out the Langham yet, I would recommend doing it. It was gorgeous before, but I think now it's probably going to be like next level beautiful. And that's located right in Boston's downtown. That's awesome. And I went to high tea at the Langham like a long time ago, I think. And that's Did you go much... with me? No. Oh, I've been to tea there. It's so cute. I feel cute. like James and I got it on a Groupon like back when we were like oh, 23. We were like yeah. way young. 
That's um, cute. Yeah. And it was really cute in there. So that's fun that they've, they've have some new concepts and stuff and they've been growing. Yeah. And I think they redid all of the rooms too, but don't quote me on that, but I think they've been under construction there for a bit. So that's the scoop. The Italian concept will be coming and um, hopefully I can say that. I think so. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, we've been in this position before. See, I told you guys, it's all secrets up in here. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, so check out the Fed. Very cool vibes. I think you'll, you know. Fed sounds awesome. I'm, I want to check awesome. that out. I know. We should, Kate, we got to add that to the list of things that. Yeah, we'll go to offsuit and then we'll go to the Fed and we'll just make a night of it. Yes. Sweep all the cocktail spots. Yep. I love it. Okay, yeah. So they have, um. I think they have teased it, so I'm not like <laughs> not <laughs> providing the inside inside <laughs> no. information. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, that's the scoop. So definitely check out the Langham. It's it's a cute little staycation, and you know I think it's it's going to be a fun time. So sounds awesome. Yeah, they have an Instagram actually, so it's no secret, I guess. But it's called Grana, and it's the vibes in there are so pretty. Like when I saw the pictures of it, I was like, I have to go immediately. If you look at their Instagram, it's Grana Boston. It looks like Grana. a very, very, you know, cool vibe. And it's Chef Stephen Bukoff. Um, he's the executive chef, leads all dining at the Langham. So he's going to be doing the menus behind Grana, which I think is launching sometime next month. So stay on the lookout for that. Yep. So I can't wait to go check them both out and I'll report back per usual. Awesome. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening, guys and girls, um, to episode 13. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to rate and review. We see our monthly downloads going up, which is exciting. So we appreciate you. Um, oh, also, Britt, we forgot to mention, we're going to start dropping on Fridays. Um, we are? I didn't know yeah. if we decided that or not. I think I, I told Isha we would, uh, Isha's oh, our okay. producer. Caitlin we let everyone like know. Taking care of this, yeah. Caitlin's. Yeah, so I think we just, for one, we couldn't get our crap together in time for <laughs> Thursdays, but um, for two, I think just before your weekend, it's probably yep. a good little blip of information for you in case you want to check out any of the bars or restaurants that we plug agree. Yep, um, agree. on the pod. So uh, we'll drop on Fridays and... Yeah, and I think everyone's liking the short format. We we yep. kind of started shortening these up a little bit based on your feedback. Um, based on feedback that some of mm -hmm. the episodes were too long, so let us know if there are any other restaurants you want featured or mm -hmm. any other questions that you think we should be asking people yep. stuff you want to know, and we will incorporate that into our interviews as well. We're uh, we're learning as we go and i think we've sharpened a few things here and there and obviously there's more to sharpen so we're happy for to take everyone's feedback and um appreciate you sticking with us i'm just checking our thing now to see if we have any new i know our last review is from our dear friend colby by episode 1520 it'll be more ironed out well colby we're almost there so. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you, i would even call it ironed out anymore but i think i'm out. excited to inform you that by two episodes more we will be all ironed out <laughs> thank, you, thank you sir uh, so uh, good times all right well thank you everybody for listening we will catch you next friday um and again feedback's always welcome and we we appreciate your support thanks everyone uh, bye. have a good weekend bye.